STL Soccer Talk is brought to you by Closets by Design. Update your closet, garage, office, pantry, and more. Imagine your home totally organized. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN. That's 1-800-BY-DESIGN. Greetings and welcome once again to another edition of STL Soccer Talk here at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and stltoday.com. Uh, I'm Tom Timmerman, beat writer for St. Louis City SC for the Post-Dispatch, and I'm joined, uh, as normal, by uh, by Bethel Manley. Beth, hello and welcome. Hello. We are in the new podcast studio again. Mm-hmm. It is so cold in here. I'm wearing mm-hmm. my jacket, and mm-hmm. it's... It's reminiscent of the game that we had to watch <laughs> on Sunday night. Certainly bundling up was, was and, and Beth and I were just talking about this before we started recording, that it is inexplicable, but you know the podcast studio looks a lot like the previous podcast studio, including a pinata, which, for, which was always, for years, has been in the old podcast studio, which is important enough that it has made the transition uh, up a flight uh, to the new podcast studio. I don't know who the pinata belongs to, what it does, how it factors in podcast recording. I would assume but... it belongs to Gary Harrelson, the multimedia director. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, I mean, other than being a pinata, uh-huh. that is about all I know about it. I mean, I could see it being in the video studio I... next door, but, you know, it's a pinata in the audio studio, which doesn't seem to make much a whole lot of sense no idea so but you know we can discuss that or we can discuss sunday night soccer game and maybe more pinata discussion would be welcome at, at this point in time because uh uh Oof, that uh, soccer game that, it, it, the the fans showed up and were cheering their hearts out in the rain in the cold mm-hmm. it was Pretty miserable. Yeah, I mean, it, just weather-wise. Yeah. Before we get to the game, let me yes. let me because many of those people may be listening to the podcast. That was as impressive a turnout of fans as I've seen. I mean, the fact that I looked as you looked around from the press box, I did not see empty seats anywhere in it. I mean, maybe they were in the seats beneath us that we can't see without tumbling over the right, over the right. edge. But everyone was there. And, and you know, you know the, the supporter section was there. Okay, you expected that, but the people that have season tickets at midfield that are, you know that you would think are in a high enough income bracket that you know they you know, but they were all there. Everybody was there. Everyone was there. And it was pouring down rain uh, for much of you know for almost all of the game. Yes. And it was cold. Yes. And it was windy. Windy, and it was just a miserable night. And, and it was 9 p.m. start. I mean, 9.26 was your first start game. on a Sunday night. So no one's getting home before 11.30 for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, the stadium was very packed, really almost to the closing minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. People were not leaving at halftime that we could tell. They were all there at the start of the second half. They after they, it went four to one, then it was like you know. If you, you you did see some people leave, which you know in that cold, no judgment. <laughs> uh, but it was, I agree, impressive. 
That that was, and and I was talking to from the Apple TV people who were saying like, yeah, we and it's it was a it was Fox Sports that dictated the starting time on this one. Mm -hmm. But the Apple people were saying, but if you know a place where you could play a game at nine twenty five on a Sunday night, uh, it's gonna be at St. Louis, and right. um, because there are a lot of you you watch games around the league and you see games that start at seven o'clock or start at one o'clock on a Saturday, and it's like there's there's empty seats. But this was. A that was an impressive uh, turnout in miserable yes. uh, conditions. I did see some chatter on the the subreddit about um, you know ticket prices did drop considerably on the resale market mm -hmm. right before the game, which mm -hmm. is not usually a surprise. People kind of want to mm -hmm. get rid of their tickets, but in that weather, especially, I think people bought tickets and then said, "Oh, I can't make it. I mm -hmm. can't go. It's too late. It's too rainy." Mm -hmm. But you could not tell from inside the stadium mm -hmm. that there were many, if any, open seats. And it was, mm -hmm. as they announced late in the second mm -hmm. half, <laughs> another City Park sellout. Mm -hmm. And the announcer was very excited by that mm -hmm. um, when there was, to be honest, very little energy really <laughs> in yeah. the stadium. But then they were down four to one and it was just, a, yeah. you know, yeah. when when is the clock going to run out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Mercifully, little stoppage time for this game. Let's let's get things going. Yes. But so yeah, miserable conditions and a miserable game. Yes. Uh, for uh, for San Luis City, uh, it was um, it wasn't it wasn't bad from the start, but it wasn't great from the start. But it came apart. But but you could see in that first half, Kansas City was able to do what it wanted and create opportunities, and City wasn't. Yeah, the, the first half, Kansas City did score first, um, and City responded within two minutes. Two, like one minute of, of, of clock time. Right, uh, mm -hmm. which for a moment was like, okay, okay, we've mm -hmm. got a soccer game. Here we go. This yeah. is how it's going to be, a little bit back and forth. Uh, and then Kansas City scored again, and then they mm -hmm. scored again. Twice in like three minutes. And I then it was halftime. <laughs> um, and... You got the feeling that at halftime, I was surprised to see the statistics that City had more possession. It did not feel like it while watching the game, and that's never a good sign. No, no. Uh, City is not a team that uh, is at its best when it has uh, the ball. It um, you know it, it prefers to win the ball, counterattack, long you know, play direct, create a chance, score. You know. You know right. 30 seconds from acquisition of ball to ball going in net. And it was and like they forgot the last two steps of that process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was uh, very few shots on goal. Uh, I'm sure that you probably have the stat written down, but mm -hmm. it, it definitely did not feel like there was any finishing touch to any of the players. Klaus had one or two moments mm -hmm. straight at the goalie. Yeah. And there were some times where there were runs down the wings and then it kind of just kind of died. Either right. There would be a cross that would go directly to a Sporting Kansas City player, and that was the end of that, and then it would back the other way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you know, St. Louis City is not a team that's going to get the ball and cycle around and, and work it around in the perimeter and then find a way and get in. That's just not how they score goals. And Kansas City was content to, like, you know, if you want to pass around the perimeter all you want, you know, go right ahead, but you're, you're, you're not not getting in yeah uh, and they and they didn't so uh, there were 
just there were just a lot of things. And, and if you look at the goals that Kansas City scored, you know, on the first one, City overcommits on one side of the field on the bench side, and the ball then gets crossed to the other side to a guy who's got all the room in the world. All the room mm. in the world. He's mm. making the run um, mm. down the side. It was one of those plays that you could watching um, you you saw it happening uh-huh. <laughs> like like well, listen this is bad and then you know they got to try to shift back and then they can't do it in time right. you know the second one you know they get in the box and they're dangerous and then Jabulo Blum has the ball and tries to clear it and doesn't clear it very well and it goes straight to a Kansas City player it keeps that alive and then there's a shot block and the rebound comes right to another Kansas City guy who shoots and scores and uh, yeah, AO you know, and the, the third one, Leuven goes for a slide tackle and loses at the ball, which then springs this guy to an open side of the field, and and, and it was just things like that. And you know, I think it was and the well, the fourth goal well, in the second half. I mean, at that point, it was kind of like um, you know, kick them while they're down. Uh-huh. <laughs> to Kansas City's credit, mm-hmm. really. Um, but Leuven was a step behind the man on the far post on a corner kick and just mm-hmm. had couldn't get between him and the ball, mm-hmm. really oddly out of place on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, within, I think, five minutes, Leuven loses his cool after a, a foul is called and mm-hmm. kicks the ball away from the play, drawing mm-hmm. a yellow card, and then is pulled mm-hmm. off and subbed out a few mm-hmm. minutes later, it, it was an uncharacteristic game for him all mm-hmm. around. He had, the team did have moments of great play, great passes, great mm-hmm. footwork, but overall, they could not control the midfield, it seemed like. Every mm-hmm. pass that Kansas City made uh, felt direct into another player, and City would pass to space, and then Kansas would pick it up. It was mm-hmm. just not a game where... It, it felt like City couldn't clear the ball very mm-hmm. well. They were not making passes very well. They weren't making runs. The list goes on. Yeah, I was I was amazed that their their passing success rate number was as high as it was because it looked like there were an awful lot of passes in which yes yeah, so they were expecting someone to make a run and they wasn't a run or they were expecting someone to go somewhere and it, they, they were just passes to to nowhere. Right. I forget who, it might have it was either Lutz Fantasy or Tim Parker before the game who talked about. How it's, you know, the playoffs are about moments, and there are moments where things happen. And I think in that game, at every key moment, City lost. They did, you know, they didn't create moments of their own other than the goal they scored. But you know, so that was their one moment. But Kansas City all of a sudden would be gifted with an opportunity and took advantage of it yes. and scored. And there weren't a whole lot of those moments that City confounded. Or stopped, and that's you know if, if that's what the playoffs are. City lost right there on those moments because they didn't uh, they they didn't stop them. So and and really the the player well Tim Parker at least definitely was not blaming the weather. He said mm-hmm. the, the field played well. He said the ball felt fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful November soccer, <laughs> yeah. he, as he described it. I'm sure that the players were. Probably warmer than the people on the, in the stands yeah, doing a lot running more around, running. you know. Um, but it didn't seem like weather was much of a factor in this game. You didn't no. see players slipping and falling the way that you yeah. might on a wet pitch. The ball seemed to be playing fine. Yeah, there were not chunks of turf. 
there were not uh, chunks of turf. There wasn't a clear muddy spot in the middle of the field. I mean, mm-hmm. um, as far as the players go, it, it's hard to point to much other than they didn't seem like the same team. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they've not seemed like the same team for the last several games. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a, a journalism saying that two is, mm-hmm. you, you don't have a trend until you have three. Uh-huh. This is definitely now a trend. Yeah. <laughs> this is, there's something going on. Uh, the, the Carnell, I mean, the, the, no one ever asked directly, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But something's going on with this team. Well, you know, they... they Lost it. They, they they didn't have to have the edge in the last two games of the regular season. They needed to get the edge back uh, for the playoffs. Certainly did not. And, and this was kind of the fear going in was when you come in off two flat games and now you're like you know need to bring out the, the jumper cables or something mm-hmm. to to resuscitate the team. And and this was a Kansas City team that you know was playing its third game in nine days. They had to rest some guys uh, you know, because of it. and But also a team on a streak. A, a team on a streak, though a team coming off a 0-0 tie, not a team coming off a, a 3-1 win. Right. I mean, so this was a team, you know, so they were coming off the high of having advanced, but you know, it wasn't a game where they could say, gosh, we, we can, you know, and they were the better team than San Jose in that game. But, you know, I mean, that was as good a result from City's point of view, to have in that game, yes, uh, in that wild card game, to have a team get through, and we talked about this last week. That I mean, this game was going to be more about how City played than who they played. That mm-hmm. was going to be the key, and they needed to come out strong and aggressive against uh, you know, a Kansas City team, and they didn't do it. Right. Um, and Berkey had some interesting things to say along that same mm-hmm. line, basically mm-hmm. saying. Kansas City did nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't seem to have... They, certainly, they had a spectacular game in that they scored four goals. Mm-hmm. But the play uh, and what was going on, they definitely took advantage of, of the moments, as you were saying, but mm-hmm. they didn't come out looking like mm-hmm. the better team right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really know exactly what I'm trying to say, but Berkey said it better than I did about, you know, they didn't do much, anything yeah, special. He said, yeah, they did nothing spectacular. Right, yeah. Th- though, in some ways, the players, you have to kind of tell yourself that, because if you say, well, well, they yeah. were way better than us, it's like, well, okay, hang on. That's not a place you want to <laughs> put yourself. We, and now we go play them again <laughs> right. in their home stadium. stadium. But I get ahead oh. of myself a little uh, bit, I think. There was discussion about the lineup that City came out with. Uh, in that game, I was just having a discussion down the hallway with with, with a colleague about that. With Tony um, Messenger, uh, a soccer fan. And and uh, and, and there, and we didn't get into it with Carnell because it was midnight on uh, you know on Sunday night. And <laughs> we all needed to, to get to do things to go into great dissections of of what went yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, but um, they went with one forward. Uh, they they started with Klaus up top. Um, which was, uh, they've had success with two forwards, but in two of the three games against Kansas City this year, the first two games, they went with one forward. Um, Nico Giochini in the first game, Sam Adeneron in the second game, and then in the third game, it was Klaus and Adeneron up front. Now, you could say that the third game might be your blueprint because that was against the reconstituted, playing very well Kansas City team, Mm -hmm. and City won that game. 
uh, four to one, right? That was it. You know, the uh, last time they won a game, four to one. So. Yes. Um, though all all those goals came late, um, and you could say, well, you know, what if you recreated that lineup? And actually, they did basically recreate that lineup for that game. The only difference was uh, that they put uh, Jared Stroud in the lineup uh, instead of Sam Adeniran. Um Other than that, it was the same lineup as as that as the third Kansas City game. But the first, you know, the first two, they had gone with one forward, and those certainly they they won the first, and the second they could have won or gotten a tie out of. Do they, you know, Sam Adenron had a goal that was wiped out by a, an offside uh, call that the uh, city to this day questions. Um, you know, you know, and the the question of you know, Watts versus Nerwinski on the right. I mean, maybe Watts a more aggressive attacking player. Uh, you know, Watts played in the Seattle game, and I don't know that he you know wowed. The, the coaching staff in that game. And I think, you know, on a team which has very little postseason experience, Jake Nerwinski, as a veteran, I think they wanted Nerwinski in the game as much for that reason mm-hmm. uh, as anything. In fact, you know, Nerwinski is a guy who has been in a playoff game uh, before, you know, has been in the league six years. This would be a first time out for Akil Watts in this situation. Um, and, uh, and so I think that factored into it. Um, you know, up top, you know, they went with Vasilev, Jackson, and Stroud, um, you know, three attacking mids across the field. And I think a lot of that was based on, again, the second half of the Seattle game. Mm-hmm. Vasilev and Stroud came in and revitalized that team. Mm-hmm. And so they got a lot of good energy out of that. Uh, so, you know, I think that factored in on, okay, those three guys can bring energy. I, I, I did a, a radio show on Sunday morning, and they asked me about the lineup. And I gave them, as I was running through names, I, I ended up giving them 12 names. And it was basically the starting lineup plus Sam Adeniron. Because um, I think I going in, and I had no, I hadn't watched a practice where I had seen anything, but just right. figuring from what I have known about this team, that... They were going to, Cornell was going to like the way Stroud and Vasilev played in the second half against Seattle. And Jackson is now a fixture in this team. Yeah. And Klaus is an automatic, and Leuven and Blum are automatics, and Nielsen and Parker are automatics. And then Markanik and Nerwinski, just because he was going to stick with the defense and Markanik gave you an attack and Nerwinski had experience. Um, I was kind of thinking they might go with a dinner on but then I couldn't figure out then I think he would have had to take out maybe Stroud would have been the guy to come out probably um, I, I mean of, of those of that lineup yeah I think Stroud would be the person to to switch out or or Vasilev and make a little bit of a, a tweak there but yeah it was not like a surprising lineup it it took you a moment to figure out that it was different <laughs> was, was, was different yeah but but it was very consistent with it, so I, I mean, I, I think those were, you know, I, I, and again, this is my speculating as to what Bradley Carnell thought in putting together this lineup. Um, you know, Blum did not play well against Seattle, but he was just back from South Africa. He had a long trip, uh, but now he was, you know, refreshed and you know ready to go. Uh, and he did play the full ninety. Yeah, so you know. Klaus and Adeniron up top, would that have, you know, you know, made a difference? Would that have given them two target guys? Would that because they like to play direct? With were they less direct because they only had one target forward? 
up top, you know, maybe these things come into play, or you know, or you, right. the attack from that you would get from Akil Watts uh, on the right side, and you know, and then the second surprise was that at halftime there were no changes though. Yes, at at, that- th- at, at three one at the half, you're like, all right, something's got to change here. You've had forty five minutes to figure out yes. what's not going right, and now to change it, and. Nothing. Talk, nothing. And in talking with Carnell after the game, he, he sounded like he was reasonably content with how they had been in the first half, except for the fact that they had allowed the goals, that they had messed up in those moments. Right. And, and that had led to goals. Yeah. And, and, you know, in talking about moments, it, it did seem to be one of those games where if a ball was played to space, Kansas picked it up and not City. And usually City's mm-hmm. the one that would pick up that ball. And mm-hmm. it felt like every time they tried to clear, it landed at the feet of a KC player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just one of those games where like, luck was not on their side. The ball mm-hmm. was not bouncing in their direction. <laughs> yes. Um, like, Can you point to any one player or a group of players and say, here, there is where the problem is. Other than Leuven seeming to, to lose it near the end of the second half, which mm-hmm. frustration is understandable mm-hmm. in those conditions, mm-hmm. not really. Yeah, it was it was a group effort. Um, and, <laughs> yes, and, a group and, effort <laughs> in the loss. Yes. loss. And, and, and certainly Leuven needed to do more because that's his job yes. to, to dictate how things go. And so, I mean, that's one of the responsibilities of being in that box-to-box midfield position that he plays in. Um, so, But I also um, can't point to only him and say, well, that yeah. is the problem. Yeah. No, I mean, Rokanik and Stroud kind of got in each other's way, you know, on the very, flank at yes. times. And it was, um, there, there, was, there, there, there was plenty of stuff to go around uh, <laughs> on this game. And, and there was no one that you would say, my goodness, what an outstanding effort. But, you know, right. And, and there was no one who's plays, you know, rows above. You know, Berkey had, like, one, maybe two good saves he had to make during the game. He was kind of helpless on the the, the other goals. You and, know. Yeah, I mean, when you when you have somebody driving in from as far out as they were, you mm-hmm. have to have your defense in the way, and mm-hmm. the defense kind of stepped, stepped aside. Yeah, I mean... All, they were out of his reach from the moment yeah. they left that player's foot. Yeah, yeah, and, and the first three goals, all from distance, all from outside the box. Uh, I think it might have been the first time this season some team has scored three goals from outside the box in, in a game. Uh, you know, first time City had allowed three goals and a half, first time they've allowed four in an MLS game. Uh, so it's, um, there were a lot of a lot of lows, in not just the weather, uh, mm-hmm. on that game. It was, it was low all around. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw some references to like, you know, in a, you know, stunning, you know, upset. And I like, no, I, I, I got to admit, I wasn't stunned that they lost the game. Maybe I was stunned that they lost it four to one. But, you know, going into that game, just the way Kansas City has been playing, I mean, it's best team in the West over the past four months. Mm-hmm. You know, they have been there doing that. And City certainly kind of limped. You know, they, they did great stuff in the first 32 games. But the last two, they didn't bring it uh, the way they needed to. And again, the Vancouver game, okay, you know that was that was going to be a, definitely an emotional down. But they they didn't bring it against Seattle, and had they amped it up and you know had a 
good showing against Seattle, you'd say, okay, this you know the team lost, but it has refound itself mm-hmm. or found itself. I'm not sure if you find it more than once. Is it refinding? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, revival. Revival. Yeah. Sure. So, but you know, they didn't do that. And going into that game, I was like, this is a dangerous one for them. The way things are going, because it's it's hard to start from a dead stop, which is what they were doing. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, oh, it was so cold. <laughs> and just at a certain point, I, I mean, it, kudos to the fans because, you know, you mm-hmm. and I and the press box had to be there, really, for the whole thing. And uh, But people stuck around. They stuck it out. Yeah. They were still chanting, still cheering, mm-hmm. um, trying to, to will this team mm-hmm. to something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's certainly... You know, the, the fans the fans brought their game way more than the, than the, than the team did uh, on this occasion. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now, you know, now they're in a case. They've lost home field advantage. You know, game, over game, Kansas. game two is on uh, Sunday in Kansas. Uh, and, and it's not to say the city can't win that game. Because they almost won there when they played there in the regular season. And they certainly are a capable team. And in and if if anything's going to wake you up in the postseason, it's this type of loss. Yeah, uh, four to one is not a good scoreline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the the players hopefully are are going to be frustrated to motivated from that. Mm-hmm. But there's also the possibility that they're too frustrated and then throw mm-hmm. in the towel. Yeah, I mean I. Th- It'd be interesting to see the lineup changes because there, there's going to there there has to be lineup changes. <laughs> Cardell cannot come out with the same eleven, and, and and there's no reason to think he would because he hasn't done it all year long, hardly hardly ever. Uh, so there, you know, it's inevitable there will be changes. You know what they are. You know remains to be seen. You know Kyle Hebert. You know came in. You know late in that game. Uh, you know does he go back? Does he now say okay we go with. Klaus and Giochini up top, or Klaus and Adeneron. Right. You know what's you know Lubin's. I mean, it, it would be interesting to see him change the formation and go with two up top. Mm-hmm. I I would go with Klaus and Adeneron. Something about mm-hmm. that combo has really yeah. been clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, yeah, looking better. Yeah, I don't know that Adeneron showed a whole lot other than frustration when he came on. Uh, in the in the late in the no, second half. No, I don't think so either. But I don't think that there were many chances for him to necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember his touches there, and he had a few that looked okay. But the team by that point just it didn't feel like they were even trying to drive that far forward. They mm-hmm. were just trying to get the ball away from the mm-hmm. net. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting that uh, one of the things that a couple uh, I think both uh, Tim Parker and Bradley Cornell said after the game was, you know, the good news is it's it's not aggregate scoring, uh, which is what they used to do in MLS, where mm-hmm. you would play a two-game aggregate series, and it would be the total goals in those two games that would determine the team that advanced. At that point, four to one would be a bad outcome, be a very bad right. outcome. As it is, four to one was the same as eight to one or two to one or one to one and losing on PKs. It's a loss, and that's all that matters. Right. Uh, is you lost the game. The score, you know, is for 
you know, dramatic effect at that at that point. Uh, you know, and maybe some psychological blows to the to the head. Yeah, I, I, Cardell had that great quote about um, we we punched people in the face, Thanks. and mm-hmm. now we know how it feels. And it it certainly you know, city has been on the other end of this mm-hmm. as recently as the the past Kansas City, city game. game. Yeah. Same scoreline, just reversed. Yeah. Uh, so this is their first 4-1 loss. Right. Uh, of, so the, of the season. That's how so. it feels, boys. No, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't feel it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you know, losing 2-1 to one would uh, would have the same, you know, if they did that on Sunday, it would be the same thing. So the next game is Sunday. Indeed it is. But not 9 p.m. 4 p.m. The sun should be out uh, for this one. It may be cold, but... Uh, I, know, I haven't looked at the forecast. I think it's supposed to be in the 60s this 60 weekend, at least in St. Louis. I'll be honest, I did not look at like, KC. You know, KC. They can get their weather a little bit ahead of us sometimes, <laughs> yeah. being on that side of the state. Um, one of the fun things, though, about this rivalry is the uh, European city players' insistence on calling sporting Kansas City Kansas, <laughs> Kansas yeah. which... Maybe a confusion over you know Manchester City and even St. Louis City, Orlando where, City, Orlando where, City, where where City is part of the team name yeah. and not the place. <laughs> Kansas City being an outlier in, in that <laughs> construction, but it all it, it it was very funny to hear the players say that and say it without seeming to be like. Kansas. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the it, way you hear some Missourians talk about. Yeah, or, or the way I mean, I I, I think <laughs> Joey, the play-by-play announcer, always refers to them as Kansas. Um, but um, and you could imply intent on his part because he's from here and knows better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it was Berkey after the game, you know, said it as as well that uh, you know, how Kansas. Does. By the way, the the high forecast high in Kansas City, Missouri on Sunday is sixty six. I assume that probably applies uh, for uh, Kansas City, Kansas. For slightly uh, outside Kansas, of Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it should be, if it's not 66, it'll be 65, unless there's some storms that are just, but, but we see it, you know, this cold front moving right up, you know, I-44. Well, yeah, the rain like moving right, right up, right and there. at so. least it didn't start lightning. I think that if it had, if there had been any type of weather delay, ugh. <laughs> you know, as bad as the night was, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. It could have been a weather delay. <laughs> yeah, that would have, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess waiting until 1 a.m. for that game to end would have been... Uh, it already uh, started after my bedtime. It, it, it was great to see the fans, at least for the first portion of that game, enjoy playoff soccer in St. Louis. Ozzie Smith brought out the ball, and if there's anyone who knows how to work... A playoff, <laughs> yeah. a playoff fake crowd. Mm-hmm. It's Ozzy Smith. Uh, he definitely had the fans excited and on mm-hmm. their feet, it, and they stayed on their feet for mm-hmm. a long time. They did. Um, they did. So, as you were saying, kudos. Kudos to them. Um, you know, can City win? Can St. Louis City win on Sunday? Yes, they can, and, and of course they have to. They are now in a situation where it will take them five games to win every game they face from here out is a single elimination game. Their, their next loss ends their season. Yes. Um, and they can, lo- they can, you know, if they win and bring it back to City Park for the following Saturday for the last game, that game at that point, you know, would be a toss-up at that point. They, they you know, so 
but they got to win Sunday, and they can do it. I mean, and, and they have done it before. I mean, we've seen this team hit low points before and come out of it. Yeah. Um, they have had. I think we said that last week. I think I did say that last week. And, um, and and they have had wins on the road, as Carnell was very quick to point out after yeah. the game. They've done it before, as the recent, as even just this year. Well, obviously only just this year, but mm-hmm. they're they can face the same team and get very different results. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that says, oh no, they lost this last game. They can't lose again against the same team. Mm-hmm. Obviously they have, and they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. There are times when I'm writing, you know, and it's City's City City's worst loss this season. It's like, well, no, it's City's worst loss. <laughs> I really don't need to use that modifier. You're so uh, used to adding it. For adding the it because you know, we're, any other team we've ever covered, it's like you know, you always have to give a time period, but not for these guys because yeah. it's infinite. You know, it's, it's certainly their worst playoff loss. You know, well, you know ever. And, um, and it does raise a question. You know. Uh, Red Bull New York makes the postseason mm-hmm. and then doesn't do much. And mm-hmm. Carnell came from them, and now mm-hmm. he's here. And mm-hmm. obviously, one game in one postseason mm-hmm. isn't enough. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, yeah, the uh, as we record this on Halloween afternoon, mm-hmm. and so far the the home team has won every MLS playoff game. Except for City SC, yes. you know, in the in the in the first round, we should say Kansas City was at home and tied, but then advanced on penalty kicks. But it was they have yet to lose. But every other game, it has been the home team or the team with the better seed that has advanced. Uh, and it came in a one versus eight game, uh, which you should know, have been. Should, which you would think that's as big a gap, and it was a twelve point gap in, yep. in points, but. Kansas City, you know, clearly better than an eight, uh, and City, you know, you know they were right, you know, you know. If you looked at the previous games, not a one. I was, and and Cardinal pointed this out, and this is something, and we talked about this last week, I believe as well, and again Cardinal brought it after the game, uh, which is like for thirty four games they were the best team in the West. Yes. You know the standings said that they were the best team. Um, and it is one of the things about how the MLS system works that there are the regular season in the rest of the world. The regular season, is, you know, tell it? that that would that would do it. And the, but in the MLS, I, the postseason is kind of where you judge teams because there are playoffs, and that's how American sports work. You know, Major League Baseball right now, the World Series is going, and you know, 10, 20 years from now. You'll remember whether it was Texas or Arizona, if you're paying attention, who won this World Series. But was that who's playing? The Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. But but if you say, but who had the best record in Major League Baseball? No one's going to. Nobody remembers that, or very few people. And City did not have the best record in the MLS. They didn't win the Supporters Shield, which Mm -hmm. Newton pointed out, who did win the Supporters Shield. No, this is the achievement, Mm -hmm. and and Carnell has a good point. There is an achievement over 34. Over which, the season. Which, which is more, in some ways, if you were to judge who is best over a whole season, that's the way to do it. 34 games. Right. But. We're in America. We're in America. We're in North America. We're major, you know, it's Major League Soccer. They have playoffs. And this is how, this is who gets remembered. They do have the Supporter Shield. That is a nice, you know, that is something 
uh, <laughs> not created by the league, but created by collections of supporters that wanted to honor the team. You right. know, it, it didn't really start until like the third or fourth season okay. in league history that the supporters got together and said, you know, we, we want to recognize the best team. And then the league welcomed it in and made it part of their shtick, but it wasn't original MLS shtick. And I, I think given the disappointment of the game on Sunday, fans can still look back over the season mm-hmm. and say, what a run. Yeah. Um, it it does, it would leave a sour taste, though, if they go out. Definitely will. If, if they can't win at least one of these games. And, it, yeah. And as we were saying, you know, I felt like going into this Sunday game, if they didn't win, it was going to be pretty bad. Well, Because it, you were playing a team on such short rest. Mm-hmm. Teams don't seem to do well with that, and they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. So now to travel, I mean, this is what they get paid the big bucks for. Mm-hmm. Let's rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was talking. I was talking about this with uh, our uh, Cardinals writer Derek Gould yesterday, and, who's and also a soccer fan. Who's also a soccer fan? Who um, might might well have been at the game. Uh, I, 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 he's got season tickets. I didn't. I'm not sure when he left for the for the World Series or not, but uh, but we were talking about this, and and he was saying, you know, if, if they lose the series, it's like the Cardinals in 2015 who lost in the playoffs to the Cubs, and that it hurts so much more when you lose in the postseason to your rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that you know just you know it would be one thing if City was playing San Jose or if it had been Portland. Minnesota, any of those other teams, it would hurt, but it hurts in a different way. It, it, it hurts in a different way to watch the Kansas City players point to their heads and say, yeah, we got them. We're in their heads now. And, mm-hmm. and to know that, yeah, they were in their heads. Yeah. yeah. And and in the regular season, City won two of the three, and City could say, we we own this rivalry. We're the, we're the team. And... They are dangerously close to to going through an entire offseason and into next season until the first meeting not being uh, the team. And in fact, even if you know if they lose this series and even if they were to win the first game against Kansas City next season, I think Kansas City would still say would nope. still point we, to we beat you when it mattered. Mattered, yeah. And and yeah. The Kansas City in, can can write yeah. on that for a while yeah. because yeah. It, it's true. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking as if they've already lost the second game. And again, they can win. I mean, San Luis City is perfectly capable of winning on Sunday soccer in can, Kansas City. Soccer can soccer. Weirder <laughs> things have happened. It just, I hate to talk about gut feelings because it feels mm-hmm. like a bit of a cliche, but I, it just doesn't quite feel like they, they're going to be able to. You know, it's, it's almost... In some ways, it's, it's like the season opener in Austin, which is going into a tough situation, and it's going to take something special to win in that game, mm-hmm. uh, and something special that we haven't seen in the past three games. But whether it's going to take, you know, Kip Keller passing the ball to Jared Stroud, or, or, or an incredible <laughs> goal from Klaus, you know, with the you know uh, on the run with his you know outside of his foot, you know, whatever. It's 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 going to take. You know, there's going to need to be a certain amount of magic uh, in right. that game. You would think, as you're, we sit here now. Now, maybe they go out and Kansas City is like, "Hey, we can beat these guys, no problem." And, and, and City they goes step at them, and, and yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Cornell talked about momentum and the team. You know, 
Parker scored the equalizer, and the the team had that momentum for a brief moment, and mm. then Kansas mm. had it the rest of the way. Yeah. If City can come out and create momentum from the start, mm-hmm. they have a good chance. If yeah. they come out and Kansas scores first, I, I don't think there's any way. Mm-hmm. It would be difficult. That would certainly make it up. I, I was talking with Indiana Vasilev a few weeks ago, and, and we were talking about you know expectations at the start of the season and how it was you know no one thought this team and at, at that point in time you know that getting into the playoffs was going to be an accomplishment and how excited everyone was going to be by this team making the playoffs and what a great thing it would be and he was saying you know and now you know getting into the playoffs at some point in the season became so expected that it was going to be what they did in the playoffs that was going to be the measuring thing and it just you know in the span of you know, four months, you know, you know, getting in the playoffs and losing the first round, that would have been great, and it bodes well for next season and mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. And and now, but if they go out in the first round, you know, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be like, oh, this was a crushing ending to the, to, to the season. And, and it, it is hard to have that perspective coming off of these last three games because there is a feeling of, of such disappointment, and yet at the same time, look at where they are. They're here mm-hmm. in the postseason, mm-hmm. and that's a place no one expected them to be. Mm-hmm. No one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might take, you know, a couple more days for that to to come back up in fans' mm-hmm. minds. I think, um, you know, especially after staying up that late. I don't deal well with being up late. I got to be mm-hmm. honest. I I was not happy yesterday and took a nap midday. <laughs> <laughs> Worked from uh-huh. home and. Didn't do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, boss. No, it, was, it was a low efficiency. It, it was a low. It was a, a rough day, and mm-hmm. the the team is giving themselves a couple of days. They're not practicing again until Wednesday, and mm-hmm. um, Parker was talking about viewing tape the next day. But yeah. I don't know that they actually. Well, well, did. they come. Yeah, they come in for regen. Monday right. is the reg, the day after the game. They have to get physical treatment after having you know exerted themselves for, for ninety, like 90 minutes plus minutes. Or, or, yeah. So it, you know. I, I do feel a little pessimistic about the next game, but not necessarily about the entire season. Mm-hmm. I should kind of yeah. make that yeah. qualifier, I guess. And I remember back to a conversation I had with Lutz Van Steel at the start of the season. I think we were sitting in his office at City Park, and we were talking about, and he was being you know noncommittal, not wanting to say anything about expectations mm-hmm. for this season. But he said, but this is a team that is going to be so much better next season. And, and he would, you know, like, and I think for him, like anything they got this season was going to be great. But this was a team that was going to grow and mature and play together. And you know, guys like Tomas Ostrak will be better next season. Mm-hmm. You know, Isak Jensen, if he comes back from Denmark, would be better next season. We saw you what, start with Nielsen, hopefully healthy Nielsen, Nielsen next season, the, and he is able to work with that back line and work mm-hmm. with Berkey on a more consistent yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far I haven't. He's he's been fine, but it hasn't impressed the way that I mm-hmm. kind of expected him yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally see his point. You know, and you see what the growth AZL Jackson made from the beginning of the season to from June yes. to now. The big strides he's taken. Where he um, be, he was on your starter list. Yeah. Where, where you now he's pretty much an automatic. Yeah. Uh, for starting at this point with the spine of the team. You know, and then Blom has had a season where it's taken him a while. He came in at the start of the season. And, and he had COVID and, 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 and then 
then um, something else was going on. He, he got he, he got injured in there. He's he's, he's been right. in and out of the lineup. And, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a team in which, um, you know, next year should be should be better. Um, you know, and there there will be roster moves. They'll have to make roster decisions pretty Obviously. quick. Um, There's going to be an expansion draft again. Uh, well, not until not until the following year. San Diego is oh. not in until. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Thank so you. That they don't lose anybody. Uh, this is why you're the year. beat writer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never mind. mind. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot. You know, there's a lot uh, going on at the at the pep rally when you know I was. Talking to Penn is still there, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm already, you know, this is nice. The playoffs are nice. I'm already, I got it's my job. I'm thinking about next year. Exactly. You know, we yeah. we've got options to pick up and <laughs> roster moves that we got to make, and there will be a you know transfer window coming up. And though I got to say, you know, we'll know more after the season ends, but there is a chance that you know a guy like ACL Jackson. Could be, you know, European teams have looked at him. They yeah. have, he has been scouted during the season. And if it, one of those teams comes along and is willing to pay a healthy transfer fee for him. Why not? You know, I mean, ACL Jackson could be playing in Europe, you know, and then, you know, and then City would have money to work with to get somebody else. Right. Um, but, you know, th- there is that possibility. And, and um, yeah, I remember one point, you know, it's, you know, what would happen if you know Klaus you know played the whole year and scored twenty five goals? Well, the answer would be Klaus would be would be transferred back to Europe because <laughs> they would get millions of dollars in transfer fees. Uh, but that, that I mean, it's part of player development. It's part mm-hmm. of what Carnell seems to want from these players. He's talked about working with Jackson and developing Jackson, mm-hmm. and um, clearly, I I think most players would want to move on to mm-hmm. a European league where you can show your stuff, you can make a little bit more money, mm-hmm. a lot more money, money, and, you know, then come back to the MLS a little bit later mm-hmm. in your career. Yeah. The the first extended time I spent with, with Lutz was at, we were at what is now the Lou Fuse Soccer Complex in North City, the former Rams Park, mm-hmm. and we were, we were, it was a, I think it was like a, a talent thing, scouting thing he was at and he was watching you know the best academy players in the area and we were we talked for a couple hours while this thing was going on and and he said look I don't want anyone on my team that doesn't want to play in Europe because that's the best soccer in the world that is the goal and everyone on this team should want to do that Mm -hmm. because that's how that's the mark of a great soccer player if you are playing in a Premier League. If you're playing in Serie A, or, you know, Bundesliga, that's where you. That's that's a goal. Yeah. You know, and if your goal is only I'm going to be, you know, a good MLS player, that's not the guy you 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 know you want to have someone who's who, who's looking for the the big pinata, uh, as it were. Oh, it <laughs> uh, comes a, back in. That's a callback, as we say in the in the in the comedy business. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was what he's wanted, and and those those guys are you know, and so if he's got and the way MLS is set up, you know, yeah, they're going to make more money, you know, and have better status in in those leagues. And Nielsen has talked about it that you know this is a you know 
you know, what he's looking for in coming here, and that's for a lot of you. Now, there are a guy, you know, Berkey's at a point in his career, and he's a guy that likes America, right. that, you know, he's probably not eager to go back, because he's already done that right. uh, at this point in his career. And, frankly, sat on that bench for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, and, but but he, he could, he could, he could, at this point, after the season, he could probably start at some places, but he, but he's he would be one kind of exception yeah. um, to this but that's something but that but the roster building is for another podcast uh, yes um, we will um, uh, right now the the season is not over nope. uh, the season is is very much alive though um, you know uh, I don't say on life support but it's it's in a you know the monitors are attached <laughs> and yeah, yeah. they're still pinging things but we'll see how it looks the, the, that got really dark yeah it did but the, the, this is a time they they need city needs to find what it has and i will say they and we said this last week they've done it before you know they they lost two in a row uh their first two losses it was not looking good they came out and beat cincinnati five to one um you know, they could have, I should say, they've had one four-game losing streak okay. during the season. But, but, though, or or four on the trot, as Bradley Carnell would say. Um, on the trot being a English term for in a row. Okay, thank um, you. So okay. he said it after the game. We, we've, now we've had three on, lost three on the trot, um, which was what that... He has a couple of little twists of phrase that I, I don't know if it's yeah. a South African thing or if it's an English thing or... Mm-hmm. A Carnell thing. It's a, yeah. No, they 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 all almost all of them. I've been able to to track them down and make them say. The the only one we couldn't track down was Jabulo Blum saying it's it's time to to uh, to uh, pull down pull down the socks. Was the uh, was I think what? Uh, yeah, but I think mm-hmm. he probably meant it the other way. Yeah, but yeah. but he but he definitively said it like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've got to pull down our socks. <laughs> As someone who sometimes does get twisted up in those phrases, mm-hmm. or you know, I'll be talking along and mm-hmm. then. The word just goes right out yeah. of my head. This is yeah. why I'm a writer, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Not necessarily the most comfortable on video. In uh-huh. case you can't tell, there are times when I start a sentence on the videos, and then I'm like halfway through, I start panicking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting back to the point about their four-game losing streak, the, they they actually, in, in real time, they only lost three because the Dallas game that was interrupted... Um, it was go. it was tied in, in the middle of that streak. Then they went back and lost in the last forty minutes by MLS protocols that count the game counts as when it started. So the loss transferred back into the middle of a three game losing streak <laughs> and became after the fact a four game losing streak, even though no one knew it uh, at the time. And were they all loss losses, or was they were losses? They were loss losses, and there was, but and actually, against this is another weird thing. One of those losses was the Open Cup loss. Oh, so it's not technically an MLS loss, though it was to an MLS team. So um, is that the Chicago? (laughs) That was the first, yeah. Yeah. And so they they lost two in a row to Chicago, and that was another point when it was looking kind of kind of gloomy. Um, yes. You know, because they there was there was like, well, heck, Chicago is like the worst team in the league, and they lost to Chicago twice. And then you know how they broke that losing streak? How did they break it? They they beat Sporting Kansas City four to nothing. So wow, <laughs> so, there we go. There's so, precedent for coming back from a lull, from a, a 
bad spot. Yeah. And beating Kansas City. Yes. So let's end the podcast on, on, a note on that on that high note. I'm going out. Um, <laughs> read, uh, subscribe to the Post Dispatch. Subscribe to the podcast. You probably already are, but if you haven't already, now would be a good time to do it because I think there's probably a button. Right there, you can click to hit subscribe. Please share it with your friends. Encourage them to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you even share it with your Kansas City friends uh, to tell them, you know, here, you know. I only lived an hour outside of Kansas City. Kansas City is a beautiful town. It's a great city. I'll take your word for it. I've 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 been there. You know, I've visited, but I've you know, I've never never lived in. I got in a terrible car accident in Kansas City one time. That's a story for another day. Yes, it is, and it's taking away from the. uh, Unless you want to celebrate Beth's car accident, we were not ending on the high note. We're ending on the hopeful note. I forgot that we were. But anyway, uh, and subscribe to uh, to uh, to the to the print and. Real life editions of the Post Dispatch. Plenty of uh, St. Louis. I was just. We talked. No, 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 no. no, no. This is. is, But this is a different kind of high note. I I was on KMOX yesterday and on Sports Open Line, and Matt Polly, the host, was was saying, and and we're used to going to the the Post Dispatch website, and he's always, you know, the top four stories or Cardinal stories. But you know, looking today, and there's all these City SC stories. On there, it looked like the Cardinals in you know in June. You know, well, it, it so. helps when the Cardinals aren't in the playoffs, aren't mm-hmm. in the postseason, and city is. Yeah, but so the, there I, we go. So there's plenty of city uh, copy. Now it's funny. I say this. Uh, I you know uh, I won't be writing again what until Wednesday. What did you write in today's paper? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. But on that note, um, but anyway, thank you and thank you for listening and. Uh, uh, it's been nice, and I've gotten, I've run into out in the real world uh, listeners to the podcast, so I'm able to verify that Beth and I just aren't talking to ourselves here for for 45 minutes every week. And, and but I and 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 I guess maybe the haters, you know, have either stopped listening or don't want to come up to me. But but people who are actual podcast listeners run into me on the on the street, as it were, and say, really love the podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, you could be part of that crowd, or let people that aren't already part of that crowd Become part be of that part crowd. of that crowd. Be part of the in crowd. Anyway, uh, until next week, and who knows what lurks next week. We'll have um, to. We'll find out on Sunday. For Beth, I'm Tom. Until then, be seeing you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.